Hello, and welcome to Sermon in the Berg, the official podcast of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. We're glad you're here with us as we celebrate the third Sunday of Easter from our homes together. While this is not intended to replace the holy sacrifice of the Mass, we hope it brings you closer in spiritual communion to our parish grouping and our community across the country. Today's prayers and reflections are offered by Deacon Frank Szymanski, Father Michael Stumpf, and Father Daniel Strawn. The musicians for today's podcasts are myself, Amanda Bruce, and Tom Conroy, our associate organist and choir director for the parish grouping. Should you want to reflect on this weekend's readings yourself, please know that you can find them anytime at usccb.org. Again, that's usccb.org. Let us pray. May your people exalt forever, O God, in renewed youthfulness of spirit, so that rejoicing now in the restored glory of our adoption, we may look forward in confident hope to the rejoicing of the day of the resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. 
Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and proclaimed, You who are Jews, indeed all of you staying in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to my words. You who are Israelites, hear these words. Jesus the Nazarene was a man commended to you by God with mighty deeds, wonders, and signs, which God worked through him in your midst, as you yourself know. This man, delivered up by the set plan and foreknowledge of God, you killed, using lawless men to crucify him. But God raised him up, releasing him from the throes of death, because it was impossible for him to be held by it. For David says of him, I saw the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand I shall not be disturbed. Therefore my heart has been glad and my tongue has exalted. My flesh too will dwell in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. My brothers, one can confidently say to you about the patriarch David that he died and was buried, and his tomb is in our midst to this day. But since he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn an oath to him, that he would set one of his descendants upon his throne, he foresaw and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that neither was he abandoned to the netherworld, nor did his flesh see corruption. God raised this Jesus. Of this we are all witnesses. Exalted at the right hand of God, he received the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father and poured him forth as you see and hear. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Because
From the letter of Saint Peter. Beloved, if you invoke as Father him who judges impartially according to each one's works, conduct yourselves with reverence during the time of your sojourning, realizing that you were ransomed from your futile conduct, handed on by your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold but with the precious blood of Christ as of a spotless, unblemished lamb. He was known before the foundation of the world, but revealed in the final time for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Clophus, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place here in these days? And he replied to them, what sort of things? They said to him, 
the things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to, to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all of this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and they did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of them went with us to the tomb and found the things as the woman has described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to where they were going, he gave the impression that he was going further. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that, while he was up with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. But he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us, while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found, gathered together, the eleven and those with them who were saying, the Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My dear brothers and sisters, I hope you are all staying safe in this time of quarantine during the pandemic of the coronavirus. It's hard to believe that this has been over a month and a half since we have been together in the celebration of Mass. And so much has happened and so many things have changed. I am sure for some it's hard to believe that we are in the Easter season. Some of you are probably saying, what happened to Lent and Good Friday and the great Easter celebration? Time is just moving on. I'm sure being quarantined almost 24-7 can get to be a little stressful. There are some of you that are fortunate to be able to work from home. Maybe the husband and wife are both working from home and both struggling for desk space on the dining room table. I'm sure there are families out there that have both parents working from home and the children home running around and struggling to keep the kids occupied. That's a job in itself. Or maybe you yourself can't work from home and you must go out into the community and work like in the grocery stores and hospitals or senior care homes. 
maybe you're not working at all and trying to get unemployment or worrying about where the food will come and who's going to pay the utilities. I know there's also stress with dealing with our parents or children who are on their own, making sure that they are safe and cared for and making sure they have food. Of course, there's ones that we have uh, loved ones in the hospital having the stress and worry of not being able to go and see them and comfort them or think how they would feel when they can't have their vi any visitors and having that feeling of loneliness. You know, you know, even when our funerals have changed for a time being, we can't come together in the funeral mass or at the funeral home to grieve with family and friends or even with the faith community. We also must not forget those who are less fortunate and the homeless. You know, I was talking to one of my friends who live in Chimbote, Peru. Now imagine that you live in a one-room shack that has walls made of woven reeds. Your house is structurally fastened to the house on either side with just a single woven mat wall separating your family from your neighbors. You have no soap and no running water. When you can afford food, you must go to the market because you have no electricity or refrigeration. And if you can afford the fare, you take the crowded bus to get there. These are the harsh realities for the poor in Chimbote, Peru. And all that is happening, don't we just want it to go back to normal? Just being normal. Everything to go back the way it was. I kind of wonder if that was the thought of the two disciples that were on their way to Emmaus. There was so much going on about this man named Jesus, this great preacher that did wonderful deeds and all the healings, and they thought this was the person that would save them. But then it all happened. Jesus was arrested and crucified, and then he died. And then his followers said, after three days, his, his tomb was empty. Maybe it was just too much for them. Maybe they wanted to leave Jerusalem just to go back to the things the way they were. You know, in times of stress and worry, it's kind of hard to recognize the good things that are happening in our lives. I'm sure that when times are going well, the two disciples were able to see Jesus clearly. When we are stressed from the day's work or are worrying how we're going to put food on the table, we tend to lose sight of Jesus in our hearts, and it's hard to see his good works around us. You know, there's a story about St. Teresa Lisieux that when she was in a convent, there was a certain sister who disliked Teresa. Now, Teresa had never done anything to make the sister feel this way about her. But instead of feeling sorry for herself, Teresa decided to treat her as she would Jesus himself. Whenever she saw the sister, she would smile. She gave her compliments and never complained to her or about her. This is one of the hardest things Teresa ever had to do. Finally, the sister asked Teresa, Why do you smile every time you see me?
Aunt Teresa answered, I'm smiling because I'm happy to see you. <laughs> well, the, the sister was confused, but also very happy about what Teresa told her. And from then on, she wasn't so mean to Teresa. And when we stop and reflect on the many great things that are happening in this world, people coming together to help feed families, or those who are in need, people going out of the way to bring a smile on someone's face, a phone call during the day to see how you are doing. You know, no matter how big or how small that gesture of love is, can change that person's outlook forever. You know, when we stop and see and hear the great things that are happening, whether in our own home, our community, or out in the city, we can see Christ in our midst. We are so grateful for all that he has done for us, being thankful for those whom he has placed in our lives. You know, may our hearts burn with Christ-like love for our brothers and sisters. You know, we pray that soon this pandemic will pass, and we hope to get back to some kind of normalcy. Let us pray that what we have experienced in this time of trial, the outpouring of Christ's love will continue, and maybe, just maybe, the world will be changed from that experience. Hopefully in a few weeks, the restrictions will be lifted and we will be able to come back together and celebrate Mass as a community of faith. We will come together in joyful songs and singing hymns of praise. But let us not forget how we saw Christ in our brothers and sisters, in our own family, and our friends, but most of all Jesus in the breaking of the bread. Our response to the prayers of the faithful today is, Risen Lord, hear our prayer, that we may be strengthened each week as we celebrate God's love in our home liturgies. We pray. For the RCIA candidates, 
that they may grow in their desire for waters of new birth and allow God more fully into their hearts. We pray. For all of us in isolation, that we may find companionship with God through the scriptures, recall with gratitude all who are significant in our lives, and encourage others who are alone, we pray. For all who are ill, especially those with the coronavirus, that God will protect them in their caregivers, we pray. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Robert Dudek, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. We remember today the following people from the parish community. Sophie Masarak and Jean Bombich. The Pluto, Bartusz, Vinievich, and Janosik families for the parishioners of St. Adelbert, Prince of Peace Parish, Bill and Mary Shields, Teddy Costanzo, and Mildred Vargo Chach, and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those that we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. While we are unable to unite ourselves in the celebration of the Eucharist at Mass, we can still unite ourselves to Jesus and through him, with him, and in him to one another by making a spiritual communion. This simple act of faith, this act of spiritual communion, expresses our faith in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist and asks him to unite himself with us. So let us pray. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament of the Eucharist. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at last spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Look with kindness upon your people, O Lord, and grant, we pray, that those you were pleased to renew by these eternal mysteries and spiritual communion may obtain in their flesh the incorruptible glory of the resurrection. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ, alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God, alleluia, alleluia.
walk by faith and not by sight, no gracious words we hear from him who spoke as none ever spoke, but we believe him near. We may not touch his hands and side, nor follow where the recording of morning has broken. Center of my life, and we walk by faith. Were performed by Amanda Bruce and Tom Conroy, and were used with permission from OneLicense.net. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community, all rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe. Stay home if at all possible, and know that in this Easter joy from our homes, we are praying for you. realms of we may behold you as you are with full and endless sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. No gracious words we hear from him who spoke as none else spoke, but we believe him.